Do you ever hear the alarm go off and think, ugh, five more minutes? Well, you are not alone. Welcome to the Life as a Team Sport podcast, where we will take the concepts from sports and apply them to everyday life. So whether you're an athlete, a former athlete, the mom of an athlete, or just love watching sports, we invite you to come along with us as we explore family, faith, fitness, and have a lot of fun doing it. This is a podcast by the women of sport for the women of sport. All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of Life is a Team Sport. You are being joined by Becky and Patricia in the team room. Awesome. Can't wait to meet our new guest tonight. Yes. Yes. So we have a guest. She's a friend of mine. She works for FCA alongside me here in Maryland. She is the multi-area director for the city of Baltimore for FCA. And so welcome to the show, Serena Alford. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be a guest. Definitely. Yes. Yes. You know, we've been talking about having you on as a guest for a little while, so I'm glad it's finally happening. Yes. Thank you so much. (laughs) Awesome. Well, today we are going to discuss a couple of things that I'm really excited about. But before we get to those, why don't you tell us a little something from your highlight reel? My highlight is my husband's mambo sauce. Um, (laughs) Yes. It is on the market. It is uh, at Harvest Fair in the east side and the west side of Baltimore. It's at uh, the winery in Westminster. It's at the farmer's market in PG County. It's a sauce that he's been making for a while as he uh, worked at different uh, carryouts in his own business. And even uh, for those for the homeless community in Baltimore City that he had was contracted for. So he would make the sauce and they'd be like, I want some Uncle Steve sauce. You know, it was just called the sauce at first. Um, and then his mom, um, his mom had passed away and she had actually tasted the sauce and told him that uh, she had she think there was something good there. So he called it Mambo sauce, M-O-M in honor of, of his mom. So um, it's like a it's like a barbecue sauce and a hot sauce. It's kind of mixed together, but people really like it. So it's kind of the new thing. That's the highlight right now yes. in, my, in my household. Yes. <laughs> well, I can attest that I've had the mambo sauce and it is delicious. Someone told mm. me that I needed to have it on my eggs. So mm-hmm. I tried that and I, I concur. It was delicious. It was great. Wow. Yeah. I have to try it. <laughs> I eat eggs every day. So Patricia, maybe when you come up this summer, you can bring me some. Yes. And we can put it on our eggs. That sounds yummy. For sure. And I will definitely link the way that you guys can all buy some yourselves um, in our show notes. It's, I don't know, Zarina, I think it's kind of like barbecue sauce, but it's a little tangy at the same time, a little bit of kick Mm -hmm. to it. Is that about right? Mm -hmm. I subscribe. It's like barbecue sauce with a kick. Exactly. Yeah. You got it. You got it. I'm going to put you on a commercial. Why to get you, you know. <laughs> Sign me up. Sign me up. I love yes. it. Yes. <laughs> For sure. Today, we are going to be talking about some character qualities and some things that you have learned from sport. Um, before we get to those specifically, though, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Uh, how far you want to go back? <laughs> just tell you know a little bit about yourself growing up right right where right did you start playing sports yeah I started actually I was uh, going to Randallstown Elementary School I was in the second grade I played for a team called Church Lane 
um, against Pikesville. And, and uh, so that was kind of my first experience uh, with basketball in the second grade. And uh, it was really fun. Uh, then growing up, you know, in school, middle school and in high school at St. Francis, which is really known in the city for basketball. Um, and so that's kind of where I grew up and just kind of loved the sport because it was just a team. So I really didn't have siblings my age. So um, I, I didn't play. Mm, yeah, I know. That's that's so cool. Um, it just brings kids together so what was it about basketball though did you play other sports or was that the only one that you played I played volleyball as well um at okay. our school at St. Francis we we really didn't for the girls didn't have any any other sport actually at that time it was only basketball boys and girls and so uh my senior year actually um was when we had co-ed volleyball so I found that I, I liked that um as well wow yeah that's cool you're you're athletic you could probably play anything yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. played some football back in the day when I was younger with the the guys and girls, you know, back in the day. So I just love sports. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I did that too. Playing in the neighborhood, you just play everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, today we're talking about the importance of teamwork and compassion. So, when did that trait really begin to become important to you? Yeah, I think it was a uh, basically high school. It was bridged together. So I went to a Catholic school, like I said, with St. Francis. Uh, and the nuns there, um, my background was too stable at home. And that was like another home for me. Um, mm-hmm. And those, um, the nuns really um, show, shared a lot with me about life. Um, we were a team that was starting out. It's not like St. Francis is now. Uh, we didn't even have a gym. Uh, we had to walk probably about a mile or so it's like a Harriet Tubman type story, you know, had to, had to walk a little bit, you know, um, uh, to get there, you know, it was like, we, it was an underground team, you might as well say, and we always lost all the time. So, um, <laughs> you know, and all the other teams were way better than us. So we, we had to learn, we were definitely humble, that's for sure. And uh, showing compassion, the, the, the nuns had um, compassion um, on us and uh, how they treated us. And how they really took care of people in, you know, uh, situations that uh, wasn't, you know, wasn't the best, you know. So they really loved on me and that showed me compassion and I appreciate it to the point that uh, they asked me to become a nun and took me to what's called the mother house. Um, And it still exists today. Um, And so I went up there for a weekend, but um, that wasn't my gift. So um, that was not my calling. <laughs> that is definitely a calling. Oh my god! Wow. Oh yeah, you got to be called to that, right? Wow. That's so yeah, I, I'm still in contact with them. You know, the coach now is a superior. I had a couple coaches or whatever that really poured into me. But what they did for those in in, in areas and in, in broken families and broken homes, it was just a blessing. So so yeah, it kind of propelled me in my life to continue to serve in that way without a habit yeah wow okay so go a habit go not a habit but a habit yeah. like a nun habit <laughs> the nun habit i got different you. kind of habit yeah no right right, right 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 <laughs> nothing against those who call that you just got that's just what's not my call nothing against yeah, it because i, I right. think yeah. right. absolutely yeah. wow okay so go back to something you said at the very beginning of that though where you guys walked a mile literally mm-hmm. like you left school and you walked a mile where did you practice so we had um well actually where you had shared 
uh, and helped me to, to create a huddle at Dunbar High School, you know, kick yeah. it off. So there's a rec called Chick Webb Rec. So we would have to walk from our school, which was right across the street from the jail, from the penitentiary. And we would have to walk down um, Greenmount Avenue to get to down to Dunbar to, next to Chick Webb to get to um, when we wanted to play. The other one we had to walk to was called uh, Madison Rec. Um, that might have been a half a mile up the street, up, up Chase Street. So we had to walk to get to practice. Wow. Yeah, I'm just trying to imagine me telling my high school team currently that they have to walk a mile to practice. I mean, right. that's yeah. dedication. Right. And then, I mean, after getting there, then after practice, you know, walking back or either, you know, getting on the bus mm-hmm. to get home. Right. Oh yeah, the and patients. then and then for our games, you know, I didn't we didn't have transportation. There was no outpouring as far as carpooling or anything like that. They mm-hmm. literally had to get a van to be able to take us to the games. Whether it was our John Curl, you know, back then Keo, it was well, now the school well, it was like you know Seton Keo, but the you know it was Seton was a high school, then Keo was a different high school. So all the you know Mercy, I mean, I mean all the the teams, um, you know, we had like five, six, seven players. And then if somebody got fouled out, you know, and I was playing the game for all mm-hmm. four quarters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. And I, my other practice was in the morning when I might have been late for school and the, the MTA bus saw me crossing the street and wanting to get on the bus, but they just wanted to pull off. So I said, you know what? I'm going to run and catch up with this bus. And the <laughs> other other young girl said, I'm not running. It is not that serious. I'll see <laughs> I'll see sister. I'll I'll see sister when I see sister. <laughs> so when I you would practice- run, yeah, I would run. At, that would be like in the morning. I would run to the bus and to show that the bus driver that I can run, and I caught up to, to get on the bus. Oh my goodness! Wow! <laughs> wow! So did you practice before school? No, that was my practice. Me running for the that bus. Was, oh, that was your- <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's that was my own. That was my own practice. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Wow, wow. Now, how many girls did you have on the team? Like I said, it might. You know, we might have started off with ten. You know, something like that. You know, um, sometimes you know more, maybe or just or less because mm-hmm. everyone couldn't get to the game. You know, some girls had to work. You yep. know, because of, of course we had to pay tuition, and that's another thing. You know, so sometimes mm-hmm. we had to we had to work. I went to Kentucky Fried Chicken. To help pay for tuition that my you know grandparents may not had, so it depends on the day and of the game, or depending on how somebody had to work. So we didn't have that many plays. Yeah, wow. So what did teamwork mean to you? I mean, it was everything because you know if you had six players going there, mm-hmm. um, and one or two got fouled out, you know it was important for teamwork, like to encourage each other not to. Um, and, and some of the girls, they played street ball, so they, they were really good. But as far as team sport, they had to really learn, you know, like, OK, if you hit upside the head, you, you're going to get a foul. You know, <laughs> that's a foul. Well, yeah, because street ball is no blood, no foul. That's, right. that's how that works. So, yeah, so fouling yeah. out on the street. So, it's right, right. So, yeah, team meant, you know, a lot. I, I just, you know, I love team and we worked as a team. So that was really important to help each other not to foul out, really, and, and try to play the best because we knew going at it, we were going to be losing and we were going to lose bad. So yeah. we had to have keep a certain frame of mind 
to work as a team to encourage each other to not get so upset or disappointed that, you know, we couldn't play because we didn't have. So if we get discouraged, then, then every all of us will not be able to do our best. Yeah. So teamwork was vital. It was vital. It wasn't no, okay, well, yeah, we'll give you a break and you can, you know, a whole lot of subs, you know. Mm-mm. Nope. No. You can't no. get hurt. You can't foul out. You can't get tired. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of hurt, I remember a game at Mercy. I literally had a Charlie horse uh, in the middle of the game running up the court and I, I fell like, oh, I just fell right on the court. Like, I couldn't move. I could yeah. not move. And the nun came out there and was massaging my leg, my calf. I mean, it, I couldn't move. It was like the refs just had to call, you know, time, ref time out. I wasn't moving. And no one could lift and pull me off the field because I was always a big girl. So they wasn't pulling me anyway. <laughs> just going to stay right there. So everybody waited until the sisters massaged my calf to get that jolly horse out there. I, I remember her to this uh-huh. day. Thank God for it. That's yeah. so funny. Compassion, oh compassion. Yeah, so, no, really. So question. Did you didn't stay overnight at the school, correct? Like you stayed at your house and you went to school during the day? Like that kind of, right, not right, a boarding right. school. Stayed, okay. Right, right. Well, well, it's good it's it's it's, 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 it's good that you said that or asked that because St. Francis was started back in 1828. It was a boarding school for colored girls to educate them because they could not or would not be educated. Wow. So, so wow. girls went there and stayed there as a boarding school from all over the country. So is this in now, just, sorry, Serena, but is this in Baltimore where the school's at? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's in Baltimore okay. City uh, okay. on Chase Street. And the building literally has been there since the 1800s. It's the oldest black wow. uh, high school in the Western Hemisphere. It is now co-ed, but it was not always. It was for, for, for colored girls. Well, Colors. I say the word color, color, because that was, you know, was the transition. You know, you got African-Americans. I mean, it's spelled the name African-Americans or black, you know, but that's kind of how when you mm-hmm. see the wording, when you go to the mother house or whatever, and you see the pictures and how they evolved. That's kind of how it was the terminology for. It. So so were all the nuns, all the sisters African-American then? That's that's beautiful. Oh, yes. Yes. Most of them are from Costa Rica. Most of them African, um, African-Americans until the basketball coach that came in the same year as I was a freshman that was massaging my legs. My um, calf was white. Well, she still is. <laughs> 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 but but she was my English teacher, my guidance counselor and my basketball coach. Wow. And so so she and she became the president of uh, St. Francis. But um but yeah, and, and one of the things about her, when she came in as a basketball coach, you know, she was heavy, you know, heavier than me, you know, and I was thinking like, you know, in high school, like, well, what is she going to teach us? Like, you know, outside the other um, nun that was kind of there, like, what is she going to teach us? Because, you know, they say, oh, she, she, she coached in Buffalo, New York or whatever. And so she stayed on the three point line, just all net. <laughs> looking like looking like a female Laurie Bird. I was like, oh, she can teach me something. <laughs> yep, she can shoot. That's cool. That's yeah, really yeah. Interesting. She, and her That's name is cool. Sister Sister John Francis. I won't give her a shout out. She's um, having some health challenges now. And Sister Rita Michelle, who's the superior of all of the Oblate Sisters of Providence, Sister Order the Nuns. And so mm-hmm. they are opening up a new school, the Mother Murray Lang School in Baltimore City, that will be opening up in the fall. Um, and they, they focused on, you know, families and impoverished and things of that sort. So that's what they're really dedicated to and to educate. A lot of them have master's degrees and PhDs and 
knowing mm-hmm. different languages and they decided that they, you know, well, they said they have a calling to, to do this, to be able to serve. So mm-hmm. I, I, I give a, a shout out to them because they really were like a family to me mm-hmm. that, and some structure and teamwork and compassion that, you know, my upbringing wasn't always like that at, at my home. So it was like my lifeline, you know, as far mm-hmm. as college and, and all those things they instilled in me. I, I just I appreciate it so much. Right. So that's like your foundation. So question, did you go to church to a Catholic church growing up because of going to the Catholic school? Like, did that flow into your life on a Sunday or no? Just OK. Good. Yeah. Uh, so so my mom, we went to a school, I mean, a, a church called St. Bernardine's that was on um, Emerson Avenue. We went sometimes or we went to, uh, you know, chapel during you know school and we had to go to different churches and you know, all saints and some of the, you know, the Catholic schools or Catholic churches. So. It spilled over a little bit, you know, and I, I literally was really, I mean, I made fun of, but I literally, um, before you become a nun, you had to first be a Catholic, <laughs> which makes, makes sense, sense, right? Right. So yeah. I did not, I did not, uh, even though I used to get A's and B's uh, in religion class, I think that's because I had a crush on the priest, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I did not make this transition, you know, I, I get an answer right in this class. He would speak Latin, optimate, quide, bene, respond this day. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Father. <laughs> <laughs> so but, but but I did not become a Catholic. So that, that had to be the first step, you know, what have you. So it did not okay. um, transition, but it really instilled a lot of the foundation of who I am in terms of my relationship with Christ. It was later that I would really learn more and have a relationship with him mm-hmm. um, beyond uh religion classes because I knew how to, you know, the, the reading one, the reading two, and when the incense and all that, you know, what have you, as far as the formality of it. But at that time, even that I was in Catholic school and getting A's and B's, I had no relationship with Jesus Christ. I had no clue of really who he was and what he had done for me. Right. So how did that, how did that relationship grow then? When did that happen? Um, I, when I met, um, my husband, um, he had a relationship that he knew about the Lord and was in church and his family. Um, and I didn't. So that's kind of really when, and then really meeting his mother, his mother basically discipled me, you might as well say, um, sat down and read the word of God to me. Like it was a bedtime story. Like, I, I mean, I just, I, she's the one, like she is the one who really, really uh, about the word of God, not the formality of church. Mm-hmm. you know, traditional ways of just going to church. Mm-hmm. But even after church, it was like, did you understand what, what the pastor was saying? Mm. And, you know, what I thought I knew, we would go back over the scriptures, you know, again. Um, and I don't know, I was just excited. I mean, first I was hanging out with my friends. Um, and then all the next thing you know, I'm hanging out with his mother. Like, what is this? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Going to the flea market like six o'clock in the morning on weekends, like it was Kings of Dominion. You know what I mean? Like it was for real, like 20-some years old. Was it serious? Like I don't know what it was, but I knew it was just I was just drawn, you know, I was just drawn to her. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's when the transformation when I met uh my husband and um, you know, just a lot of things. Um, and you know, he would talk to me about the the Lord and, and things of that sort, and and uh and she would talk to me about the Lord. So um, yeah. I was a yeah, I was a piece of work. Yeah, well, we, <laughs> we, we all are. That's we exactly all are. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. 
We yeah, well, this show is this show is not long enough for me to even tell you how things are working with them. But I thank God for Jesus Christ and His blood and His love, His grace, and His mercy. Amen. <laughs> yeah, That's amen. Right. So I've heard a whole bunch of different ways that people have shown teamwork in your life, right? They've shown up and shown teamwork, but then they've also shown compassion. And I think yeah. those two combined have created this family environment because you described it with the basketball team, you described it with the school, you described it even with your mother-in-law, right? Mm-hmm. It was with, uh, with your husband. And, and when, when we show up and we are good teammates and we show compassion, I think that's what it leads to is this family environment that we have the ability to create. So talk to us a little bit more about that and how that manifests itself now in your life. Like, how do you show that now? Well, I show it through um, really like caring for the young people. Um, You know, me serving as the director for FCA, um, I always say it's not about the position, it's about the mission. Hmm. And um, what young people go through today, I've lived it. You know, my mom Hmm. had me at 15, you know, and so... You know, when you talk about all teenage moms, you talk about, you know, a lot of things. I've, I've lived that, you know, I've, I've been at the house of Ruth because my mom was a, a bad wife. Um, so I've been in, the, you know, the shelter. Um, so, you know, that has helped me to be more concerned about the mission rather mm-hmm. than the position. How can I, you know, so that's me. When I see the young people go through, that's me of how I used to live. You know, going to like, you know, probably like 11 different schools. Um, and, you know, so it's a lot. So that that's really I think that um, that's kind of where it comes from me identifying of what they go through more than just me just being in a position to be able to position to serve. But knowing I've been there, done that and I've lived it. Mm, yeah. Well, and then once you have that mission, then showing compassion, then it becomes about people. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I love how you. you. I love how you bring it together, Patricia. That's awesome. <laughs> he does. He does. I just, I just listen and kind of summarize. Yeah, I that's like good. it. Yeah. We need that because those are the nuggets. That's what we take with us after yeah. all the podcasts. Right. So, right. Serena, do you do you coach yourself then? Do you coach the kids, or do you um, like what's your um, exact like with the children? I don't know exactly what you do. Right. I know you do, well, but like, well, like, right. So I, I, uh, actually, I just became the director. So more so I've been hands-on with the young people. So, um, actually, um, you know, starting huddles, um, interacting with coaches, um, interacting with the young people, um, and, and, and teachers and actually, um, being there. I, I will share this story at Dunbar high school in the city. Um, at being at the huddles and everything was one young lady who shared her testimony at, um, at fields of faith. Um, mm-hmm. and so she shared it pregnant, being in the school, uh, going to school. So that senior year, you know, I would see at the huddles and everything. And then they told me that she was failing, that like she wasn't going to graduate. And, um, so it was two classes that she was not graduating in. I mean, that she was not passing. Um, and so one day I said, well, you know, cause the teachers couldn't do it. I said, well, Hey, maybe I'll, you know, pick you up 
take you to school, you know, what have you, whatever. So anyway, I picked up and I said, do you get up this early every morning? She said, no. I said, why'd you get up this early? She said, I, cause she was coming to pick me up. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I said, listen, you have two months to go. You have two months to go and you can do it. You can do it. Um, and so, um, you know, so anyway, um, so I asked them, did she graduate? And they was like, I don't know. I don't know. So the principal had invited me to the graduation. And, you know, I seen all these kids come through, the, you know, being called. And when her name was called, you'd have thought I was her mother. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I was so, so excited for her. And what was going on, she had a two-year-old. The family would watch the child while she was at school. Mm-hmm. And then she would have to watch the child at night, you know, into the morning. And she could not get up mm-hmm. early enough be- mm-hmm. because of the job, you know. And so for those two classes, and mm-hmm. that is the reason why those that, that's how, that's why that was happening. But um, and I have mm-hmm. pictures and everything. So when you say coach, I haven't coached a team. Um, also, I wanted to coach my son's basketball team, but I didn't I didn't know about his mom coaching or whatever. But in terms of me being boots on the ground, interaction, interacting with the young people and anything I can do has been the bread and butter um, as far as what I've been doing for um, the city. I don't know how much time we have. Um, another story. Um, yeah, go for it. Yeah. OK, so so uh, we're in the movies on a Friday night, got a text from a coach asking me, can I get some breakfast sandwiches for the team because their game was going to be on a Saturday? And they weren't going to be in school to have breakfast and lunch and would not have energy, fuel to play the game. Mm-hmm. So I said to him, OK, so I got up that morning, went to get breakfast sandwiches for the whole team. Got there. They were strapping up, got to school. And uh, the coach said, uh, Miss Serena bought you, you know, sandwich, you know, for breakfast. And the team captain come out there and he said, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You know, gave me a hug. Um, and so it's a lot of stories like that. You know, um, it's just a lot of different stories. So um, that's kind of my heart, you know, yes. to really be there, walk alongside them in any way I possibly can. Yeah. Well, I mean, that really is teamwork and compassion personified. Right. And as you were talking, I was kind of thinking about the way that Jesus treated people. Right. Mm-hmm. He, there was a mm-hmm. lot of teamwork and compassion. Mm-hmm in his life as well that you can see as you read through the Bible and um, being able to be the boots on the ground people that get to show that um, is, is really amazing. So um, for those that aren't familiar, huddles uh, is an FCA term (laughs) and it is small group meetings. So it would be um, like a small group of coaches or a small group of athletes that get together to study the Bible or read a book together um, and just share life. And it really is an opportunity to really pour into individual people's lives and team up with them because it's, it's exactly like your story. That girl could have fallen through the cracks unless someone noticed her. Right. And there's a Mm -hmm. lot of kids like that. And so Mm -hmm. the opportunity to do that is huge. Yeah. And Serena, you were saying how with your upbringing with being in the Catholic school and how the nuns helped you guys and your background and, you know, your mom having you at 15. So that's why I asked that because you, you have so much to give to those, to others that go through those things. Cause you did it and you, you, you made it like you, you, you figured it out and you, you grew up and you did it and God helped you. And, 
I just feel like when kids that come from a background like yours, they will see you and they will say, I can do it. I see that. Like, you know, there's, there's a lot of power and strength in that. Like, um, when, when kids can relate, it's just, I see it. I teach as well. And when kids can relate to you and they know you care, you know, you know, we think bringing food is nothing, but like Patricia brought up Jesus, like Jesus fed the people first, like sit down, I'm going to feed you all with the fish and the bread. Then I'm going to give you the word of God. Like he didn't Mm -hmm. just say, sit down. I'm going to teach you how to be like me. You know, Mm -hmm. he, he gave them food. And I feel like the Catholic church has done that a lot. Like I actually read a book recently about kind of something with the Catholic church and Mm -hmm. that's kind of their mission is the, is poverty and helping people who need help physically because you know, if we don't have our needs met, you know, it's really hard to sit still and listen and learn yeah. if you're hungry or if you don't have clothes or, you know, so it's really neat to hear what you're doing in Baltimore because there is such a need everywhere, but you're mm-hmm. feeling, I love it because you're feeling the need where you're at. And like you said, mm-hmm. how long do I have? Because, you know, we all, when we start thinking about it, we all have an impact right where we're at if we choose mm-hmm. to, and you've mm-hmm. chosen to, not everybody does sadly. Cause I kind of feel like everybody will No. Everybody doesn't, sadly, but um, I'm so glad I get to talk to you today and that, you know, you are doing this. And um, if I were to get to come shadow you, there'd be a ton more stories to get to see you and how these kids just light up when they see you more than likely because they know you're coming to give your heart. So it's really cool getting to know you tonight and, and learning some new things about the area because I don't live, I don't live in Baltimore. So it's interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Come, come up one day. I'll hang out. Definitely. Well, my mom's from um, Silver Springs, Maryland. So she's okay. from, she was born and raised in Silver Springs. So um, I think, don't quote me, but I think that's right. So she, okay. was, she was raised in, down in that area um, and she okay. would walk to school and tell me about her growing up and stuff like that. So it's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. thank you, Zarina. This has been fantastic. And um, if, people are from Baltimore and are interested in somehow partnering with it, with you, with what you do. Um, you have a website, right? Yes. It's uh, baltimorefca.org. Okay, cool. So I will link that in the show notes as well. And you can find out more about Serena and how you can partner with her in um, helping lead coaches and athletes to Jesus in, in Baltimore and helping meet their needs. Um, because Zarina is certainly doing that, and uh, I'm sure she would love your help. So before we let you go, though, we definitely need to hear something from your blooper reel. Okay, okay. So uh, I had done uh, devotions at my church. You know, it just started out uh, as soon as I received Christ, and they asked me and got married. They asked me to do devotions. Um, not that I could sing, but just to prepare the hearts, people's hearts to receive the word of God. And so I didn't really have, you know, I wasn't a person to dress up, so I didn't really have any dresses and slips and all this other kind of stuff. So, so over top of me, she's now my family member now, but she went to school with me and she was really, she was larger than me. And I asked her, I had needed a slip. And so she let me use a slip. I put some safety pins in it or what have you and put my dress on and went to church. And so I was doing devotions and the song was Lift Jesus Higher. I don't know if you ever heard it. Lift Jesus higher, higher, higher. Storm Satan lower, lower, lower. He gave us super, 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 supernatural power. Well, when I went to lift Jesus higher, the slip came down all the way. <laughs> <laughs> the slip went lower, lower. 
I mean, down to the ramp, and I'm trying to hurry up and get out of the slip before I turn around so the pastor won't see me. His wife was in the front row laughing. I'm telling you, boy. And I, I turned around, was taking the slip off. He had his eyes closed and his hands up like the third heaven. But I guess he didn't want, he didn't want me to see that he saw me. <laughs> So talking about, I did my job that day, preparing the people's hearts to receive, you know, they had the joy of the Lord was their strength. So funny. Well oh done. Goodness. Oh my gosh. I can't even. That's hilarious. That's good. That's the top of the list. That's pretty good, man. That, that, that might and be and with, with family members, so her sister and my cousin got married. So we have family, you know, members of, you know, the kids or whatever. So we always tell that story. I <laughs> love funny. it. I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. Well. Thank you so much for being on the show, for talking to us about teamwork and compassion and for sharing your story and the story of others that you are now getting to show teamwork and compassion to in Baltimore. And we really appreciate the work that you're doing there and are really excited to be able to support you in that. Um, Before we let you go, we'd love to know if there's a woman in life who has inspired you that you would like to pass the ball to. In life, meaning still living? Yes. Either one, because we've had people pass the ball to someone who's passed away as well. Okay, good. It would be my mother-in-law, who I had talked about earlier. Um, We called each other Ruth and Naomi. Um, And, you know, that story about, um, you know, um, you know, I want my people, you know, you know, her people to be my people. And at that time, I didn't know about Jesus or what have you. And so I just followed her around and she was life giving, you know, to this to this day. is life-giving and what she poured into me, uh, even though she's my mother-in-law, um, you know, I know she didn't birth me, but she's my spiritual birth mother. And she is the pinnacle of um, love, compassion and mercy. And so, um, so yeah, definitely pass it to my mother-in-law. Wow. That's really inspiring. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. To, you know, to have that kind of impact on someone. That's really mm-hmm. cool. Wow. I love it. Well, awesome. Well, today you've been listening to Life is a Team Sport. We thank you for coming on the ride with us for the great, uh, great moments and some of the funny ones as well. And we hope you'll join us again next week. And never forget, life is a team sport and you are never alone. 